It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Third and final hour of the program here on Tuesday on Election Day, if you live in Ward 3. And, of course, we can discuss that more if you would like. Uh, of course, we've we've talked about it quite a bit. And uh, last night, both candidates appeared on South Coast tonight. Both candidates appeared with Phil this morning. Last night's discussion, uh, when when Marcus was talking with Sean Oliver, he got into it with him about the memes that were posted to his account on his Facebook page, uh, reshares or shares, I guess. Uh, but you know, again, he he still didn't apologize for them. He, you know, in in, in my opinion, I know he called in yesterday, and he said that he did say he was sorry for. Offending some people, but sorry for offending people and being sorry that you posted them are two different things. Um, but anyway, they talked about that some more, and uh, and Carmen Amaral discussed it with with Marcus as well. But one thing that I think is a a bigger part of this conversation is that there was, you know, there's been a lot of people who have looked at this as well. Sean Oliver is doing this on his own. Carmen Amaral is supported by the Coalition for Social Justice and others. But most candidates are supported by different organizations. It happens all the time. It's just because some of you don't like the Coalition for Social Justice and what they stand for. But it's not anything unusual for a politically-minded organization to try to find candidates to run for offices. That's what political organizations do. So that's just something else that's become, you know, a storyline around this for sure. Uh, Also, uh, a couple of quick things. I had mentioned in the last hour the little drop-off shack that they had in Marion at the transfer station where they used to be able to leave stuff. You know, one of the things when, when I was married, my wife was notorious for going through vacuum cleaners and destroying vacuum cleaners. And I got really good at fixing vacuum cleaners as a result. I won't say I was like, I wasn't handy Andy. But I was not too terrible, Timmy, and I could fix some of those uh, vacuums on my own. So I would pick up vacuums from that transfer station shack, and I would bring those home and you know try and get them running. And we might only get a month or two or three or four or five or six out of them, but it was something better than having to go out and buy a new new vacuum all the time. Uh, but Joe and Marion says Marion does not have that little drop-off shack any longer. It was great while it lasted. They stopped it quite a while ago. I think they stopped it because of liability. Yeah, I can see that. Just take somebody, you know, plugging it in and having it start a fire. And they'll be like, well, I got it at the transfer shack, so it's got to be their fault. No, it's your fault for plugging it in. But as a collector of old radios, vintage radios, I found a number of them there. Maybe not like old, old, old ones. I go to the flea markets with Taylor Cormier to get those. But, you know, you would find a good like 70s radio there. And in fact, I gotta, I have to get my 70 Samsung receiver. I gotta get it cleaned. 
there's a kit you can buy online and you've got to like put it on a table and wear gloves and do all this stuff with this. And so I've got to spend the time to do that because I'm getting that crackle uh, in the speakers. But it's it's way better. Listening to a 70s Samsung receiver is way better than anything you will get today. Uh, And then also, Al in Somerset was referencing when the police came and I thought that, you know, maybe that caller had called, you know, the caller, maybe she had called the police to have a wellness check done on me because, uh, you know, I talk about sandwiches and restaurants and Alan Somerset says, you called her a dummy. Maybe she did call the police, LOL. Uh, to be clear, I did not call her a dummy. I called her a dope. And I apologize. I shouldn't call callers names, but come on. Even the people that disagree with me, I don't think that they agree with her. But it makes for some interesting radio, I guess. Uh, and then also, uh, Dan in New Bedford said, love this kind of talk. We were talking about toys earlier. Love this kind of talk. Those muscle men are worth an absolute fortune today. Hopefully you still have them. Unfortunately, I don't. I got rid of all my toys a few years ago, but even those I had gotten rid of long before. And part of that was I think I got rid of those because I used to trade toys with my friends. And I I can't remember if I got rid of my muscle men because I might have traded them for micro machines, which was entirely possible. I was a big fan of micro machines, those little tiny cars. I may have traded them for Battle Beasts. If you're not familiar with Battle Beasts, those were one of my favorite toys. They didn't do much. They were only like an inch tall. But, you know, so were the musclemen. The musclemen were tiny, too. But the battle beasts were these little creatures. I don't even think you could... I don't even think they were articulated. You couldn't move their arms or legs. But they were these little creatures. And when you rubbed the hologram on their chest, it revealed what element they were aligned with. So earth, water, fire, air. And you would rub the little chest and the hologram would reveal it. Thought that was super cool. It was kind of like a cheaper version of Visionaries, which had a hologram in their chest. You know, uh, the caller who called in before, he, he had mentioned that uh, his his wife worked at Hasbro when they were dating. In the 80s and 90s, especially in the 80s, as a kid, you were just bombarded with toy commercials, whether it be a commercial for Toys R Us or Child World, which I wrote about at WBSM.com and on the app, or it be a commercial for the individual toys themselves, or if it wasn't a toy, it was a cereal based on a toy. And our cartoons that, you know, I think some of them were really good. G.I. Joe, Transformers, like those were good stories that they were telling on those cartoons. Thundercats. But they were really just a half an hour commercial to get you to go out and buy the toys. And I, I wanted every one of them. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, how you do? How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. What's on your mind? Yeah, don't like your conversation, especially about the Frankenstein bike. So just quickly tell you about mine. Had a, you know, a Stingray bicycle, banana seat, extended the forks a little bit, right, to make it a chopper. And then uh, I pushed it over the edge by putting... Willie Mays, Roberto Clemente, some baseball, rock star, some sports cards, and the spokes just to hear the noise. And that was probably, I don't know, probably about $5 million worth of sports cards <laughs> in today's world. I was thinking so, the same thing. 
Yeah, and uh, and the memory back of the, the old neighborhood around Cove Discount and Howdy Beef Burger and Big G, and you know, you, you you drew a couple memories for me. So thank you. And- you have a good day. All right. Thank you. You as well. Uh, and if you want to call in with some of those memories, 508-996-0500. I, I didn't think today would be memories of toys past, uh, but it's certainly welcoming uh, if you want to. And in fact, I'll, I'll tell you about another article that I'm working on. Maybe some of you can help me out with it. I'm writing about King's Castle Land, which was a, a small amusement park. It was really just like somebody's backyard amusement park uh, in, I think, Abington. And it was built because there was a store that some people started and they wanted to have a couple of like rides behind their store. And eventually it got to the point where they had a full out amusement park. And now it's a stop and shop. But I was thinking about it as I was writing about the Fairhaven Poor House, uh, Poor Farm and the Alms House and how that land eventually became the bowling alley. And now it's a stop and shop. It kind of reminded me of the fact that, oh, yeah, King's Castle Land's a stop and shop now, too. And it made me nostalgic for a park I used to go to when I was younger. So if any of you out there have any photos of King's Castle Land that you want to share with me, email me, tim at wbsm.com, or send me an app chat message. I'm looking for some photos that I can put into the story and, and, and represent for people what King's Castle Land was like. It was a this park actually had fire breathing dragons. They had big dragon statues that actually breathed fire. They had a 20 foot tall Paul Bunyan. They had a giant Frankenstein. They had I don't know how they got away with it, Yogi Bear. So many things at King's Castle Land, but in case you don't remember it, stay tuned for the article. Maybe it'll spark some memories. You know, the, I was talking about the Frankenstein bicycles, being able to put together bicycles from different parts. The one bicycle I always wanted in my life was a Schwinn Black Phantom. You can't find one of those anywhere. And if you do, it's thousands of dollars. I, I always had a dream that I would show up at a... Yard sale someday, and there'd be a Schwinn Black Phantom for 10 bucks or something. Might need some TLC, but I would be happy to restore it. Always wanted one of those. And there was one that was similar. I think it was also a Schwinn. There was a bicycle that had a radio built into it. So, like, you know, the, the quote-unquote tank part of the Schwinn Black Phantom, the, the, the metal part on the crossbar, uh, the radio bike actually had an AM, I don't think it was FM, I think it was just AM, AM radio built into that section of the bicycle. I'd love to find one of those, too. Add that to my collection of, of antique radios. And you know what else I'm looking for since I'm talking about things that, I, you know, keep an eye out for me if you see them? I'm looking for one of those TVs, and you've probably seen it in a lot of retro shows, It's um, the TV. Oh, what's it called? I'm blanking on it. Let me uh, let me see if I can find it online. Those TVs from the 1950s that were like the rounded screen, kind of looked like a flat screen. 
Oh, why can't I think of the name of it? But that's what I'm looking for is one of those. I have I have a couple vintage TVs already. I have a in my office here, I have a 1950 Motorola TV, like in the big wooden cabinet. But I'm looking for one of those, you know, rounded, rounded type TVs. Oh, God, was it future, future, future? Uh, I'm going to blank on it, but you know what I'm talking about. See, if you see one, let me know. 508-996-0500. I think that there is, uh, HT New Bedford brought up another vintage toy. Food Fighters. Oh my gosh. And um there was another there was another line of toys. I remember Mad Balls. Mad Balls were these like round balls that had these disgusting faces, but like they weren't just painted on them. They were like three dimensional. There was a time in the late eighties where the grosser the toy, the the more people liked it. There were there was Mad Balls, there was My Pet Monster, and there was also My Monster Pet, which was like smaller versions. There was another one called Boglins. Loved my Boglins because you could make the eyes move on them. They're like a puppet, this little gross puppet creature that you could make its eyes move. And there was, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a line of like, it was like pens. One of them was like a giant mosquito and it had red Red ink that like looked like blood inside the mosquito. Those were those were nuts. I had the Mad Scientist playset. Oh, all kinds of great stuff. And my my parents, you know, uh, and Santa Claus too, because the kids are home from school today. So whenever my parents or Santa Claus would give me a gift, like I would ask for things, and I would usually get the things that I asked for because I didn't ask for a lot. But it was always the stuff that I didn't ask for that either my parents or or Santa Claus would pick out that became my favorite. Like, I never even thought of that. But, man, do I love it. And one of my my favorite toys I got was when I was seven for my seventh birthday. My parents gave me a spirograph, like one of those things where you draw. And so I was, like, wicked excited when I got it. Because I thought that that was like the coolest thing. And then my dad is like, okay, but now look inside the spiral box graph box. Look inside the spiral graph box. There's something else in there. And when I opened it up, there was tickets to go to wrestling. My first time going to see wrestling live at the Boston Garden. But I was just as excited for the spiral graph too. And I was like, I didn't even know. Like, what is this thing? This is amazing. So that was some of my best toy experiences with somebody just giving me something. Because they're like, I think you would like this. 508-996-0500. Again, I do have the article up about why Child World is better than Toys R Us, and I lay out my reasons why, and if you want to disagree or agree, I'd love to hear from you. 508-996-0500, or hit me up on App Chat on the WBSM app. If you want to talk serious issues, if you want to talk about the Ward 3 election, we certainly can. If you want to talk about the $5,000 signing bonus being offered to new police officers for the city of New Bedford, we can do that as well. I don't want you to think that, you know, we're just goofing here and we're not talking about anything serious, but sometimes you start going down memory lane like this and and people get a little warm feeling. And on a snow day like today, this is a day, I mean, not, I say this is a day that we would have stayed home and and played with those toys, but come on, we, we wouldn't have stayed home on a day like today. By the way, it's already raining. 
we wouldn't have stayed home on a day like today. We would have already had gone to school. But if we did have a snow day, we'd be playing with all these toys, right? It's today is February 28th. When we were kids, we would still be playing with our new toys we got from Santa for Christmas, right? We wouldn't have broken them by now. Okay, maybe. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. The local talk doesn't... Today still in the attic, huh? We sit on a gold mine. 508-996-0500. Thanks to Dave, who messaged me and said it's a Predicta TV that you're looking for. In fact, he even told me where I could find one, but I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to beat me there to it. Uh, hopefully, it's affordable because I can't spend a lot of money on it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. How are you? Have you ever watched the TV show American Pickers? I have, yeah. Yeah, well, you were mentioning the uh, Schwinn Phantom bicycles, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, I was wa- I watched that a lot. I like that show, and uh, they came across us. So he came across us, uh, Schwinn Phantom, not in the greatest of condition. It was missing some of the uh, bells and whistles, but just the fact that it existed and the bones were good. I mean, he was willing to pay I don't know eight hundred to a thousand dollars for it. You know? Yeah, I believe it. You know, because it's so rare to find that stuff. And and the thing about stuff made back then, it, it, all this stuff out there now, most of it is underbuilt. It's uh, it's junk, really. And those things were made to last, and they were overbuilt. Yeah, you bought a bike, you were riding that bike for until you outgrew it. Yeah, no, and and the only reason why this is hard to find is because people didn't put them in sheltered places. If they had stored them in sheltered places, those bikes would still be usable and still be in good condition. Mm-hmm. Because they were they were made so well. I know? mean, it, you know, you look at it now. Like for example, I went and bought a, a lawnmower at Walmart, and then the next season it didn't work, and I brought it to the local repair shop, and he's like, "I'm not even going to touch that thing." We call those one season wonders. You know, yeah. they're built to give you a season out of them, and then you throw them away and you buy another one the next year. Well, we have a Whirlpool washing machine downstairs. I, I would say it's probably forty years old, and I had a, a repairman come and needed a new switch. And you know what he he told me? He said, if I were you, I'd keep repairing that because he said yeah. the new ones are unrepairable. He said the moving parts on them are made out of plastic. Yeah, I I was using my grandparents' washer and dryer set from when my grandfather passed away in 07. He had had it since probably the early 80s, uh, maybe the late 70s. He used to be a Leachmere uh, vice president for Leachmere. Right. So he, he got the good quality stuff. And I was using it for years, and when it when it broke down, I said, "Okay, I'm not. I'm just going to go to the laundromat now because it's not <laughs> it's not worth having something that's going to just have to be repaired or replaced every two years." You know, I've been trying to get the Powerball number on TV all morning, but the fact is, when you have a snowstorm, they usually give it in the scroll on the bottom uh, on the newscast. But when you have a snowstorm, it's all closings, and they never give the lottery numbers. 
and I'm without a computer. Well, if you got a pen handy, I'll give it to you real quick. Okay, let me, you know, let me get a piece of paper here. I'd love to hear what it is because I don't feel like going out today. I'm only going to tell you if you agree, if you win the jackpot, to buy me a Schwinn Black Phantom. If we can find one, I'll tell you what. If I hit the Powerball jackpot, I'll take you up on that. We'll, right. go, we'll go looking. I'm on the edge of my seat now. Okay, <laughs> let me know when you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. 16. Okay. 28. 28. 49. 49. 51. 51. 55. 55. And the Powerball was 23. Uh, you're out of luck. <laughs> okay. Well, better luck next time. Yeah. I'm looking for, uh, you know what I'm looking for for my garage? Like a vintage uh, oil or gas sign. Like a, uh, I'd love to get a Pennzoil oil sign because they're colorful. Something I mean, I, I could put up there, but I don't I wouldn't even know where to begin looking for them. I see them all over the place uh, when I go to the antique stores. I just don't know that they're necessarily originals or if they're reproductions, but I would say there's a couple of good. Um, antique stores in New Bedford that I'd start at. Start at the one that's in the Kilburn Mill. Okay, that's down here on the Cove, isn't it? Yep, start there. And then there's another one over um, near Kyler's Catch. Try those two oh, to Kyler's start. Kyler's Catch, is that the one on Hathaway Road? No, that's Kyler's Catch is uh, right off 195. Um, down by the waterfront? Yep, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like down near Market Basket. Oh, okay, okay. Thanks so give, for, give yeah, those two a try, and let me, let me know if you find one. I'll keep an eye out for you, too. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. 508-996-0500. By the way, I'm telling you, radio swap meet might be coming to your to your radio soon. I'm starting to think it would actually work. Phil Devitt and I were joking about it a couple of months ago, but I think it would work. I think radio swap meet would be a good We'll do it like once a month, but I think it would actually work. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Is it, is it, am I talking to you? I think so. <clears throat> okay, but going back to that TV you're talking about. Yes. That round TV. I can remember my family having one. It was a round TV, and it was made by Zenith. And it was the Predictor TV, the, the one that has, like, the swivel? I think it did have a swivel or something, but... I, I I mean I'm eighty eighty two years old. That so that's many years ago. What was your favorite show to watch on it? Oh, the my favorite show because we just got the TV. Anything was my favorite show. True, even the news yeah. was my favorite show. But we had one. It was a round one, but it was a Zenith. Okay, so I don't know if that's the one. Okay, another question. King's Castle. I took my kids there many times. Mm-hmm. Isn't that in Whitman? Whitman, uh, Whitman, that was it. Yep, you're right, Whitman. It was right across from the toll where the Toll House cookie was invented. Right. I just uh, want to bring that uh, to your attention. But that was it. Them two things. Thank well, you very much. Thank you for the call. Have a good day. Okay, bye now. 508-996-0500. That's right. Whitman, definitely. I uh, got an app chat message from Alan Somerset. Remember the glass clacking balls they used to sell, and they would explode when clacked too hard that they were on a string? Yeah, the clacker. Yeah, I remember those. And and uh, also, we had in the '90s they came out with the slap bracelets, which were like these bracelets that had like a piece of malleable metal in them, and you would slap it on your wrist and it would wrap around your wrist. But if the fabric wore off, you could slice yourself with it. <laughs> oh, back in my day, toys didn't have to be safe. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Back in the days of the mood ring, how do you think it'd be today? <laughs> my my mood ring would be perpetually black. 
Yeah. Bill Brennan's listening to you saying, swap shop, swap shop. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would be a good thing. I think it would actually work out. I don't know how we would like work out the logistics of it, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. And before Mammoth Mart and before Child World and before Toys R Us, we had Montgomery Ward, which was really a catalog. In the biggest cities, they had the stores. And you had Sears and the Sears catalog. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> were there now in the in the older days? Were there individual like independently owned toy stores around here? Jack and Harry's downtown. Okay. Um, the bikes. The first, my father in nineteen sixty eight. Sorry, six. My brother's birthday. Me, me and my brother. Our birthdays were two days apart, and then. The next oldest brother, his was like two weeks later, and my mm, father was Irish a fisherman. Triplets. Yeah, and he had um. There was five of us born in like a seven-year period, all boys, and on my brother Mike's birthday, he bought us all bikes. It was Mike's birthday, but he bought all of us. It had two good fishing trips back to back. Um, I was thinking about them old bikes, and like they, I like what that guy said. Had they been stored most of them, leaving them outside against the fence or against the house or against the tree, a lot of them would still probably be around. Yeah. No, and I, hey, I, did you know today is National Pancake Day? No, but I wouldn't celebrate anyway. I don't really love pancakes. Uh, uh, so it's not on your list. No, nah, I'm more of a French toast guy. <laughs> okay. Have a good day, my friend. You as well. Take care. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Phone lines are lighting up, but we got room for you. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi. How are you? I've got a an old TV. It's an Emerson. When you lift the top, the TV goes on. You lift the it top? It also has, I'm pretty sure there's a radio in it. It's only, it's a, it's got a handle on the side. You can take it any place you want. Uh, it's up in my attic. <laughs> and and so how big is it? It's probably uh it's probably the screen on it is not round. It's and it's not square. It's kind of got the round corners on it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably about maybe a foot and a half long. By, I don't know, maybe a foot deep. So, but it was it was made to be portable. Yeah, it's a portable. It's something you can carry with a handle on the side. So it's something somebody might bring camping with them or that kind of thing. Uh, you'd have to plug it in someplace. Sure. Yeah. I mean, provide. Yeah, yeah. provided you had an electric site. Yeah. Yeah, I just heard I heard you say you were looking for an old TV of some sort for something. Yeah, I'm trying to find one of the Predicta TVs, the the ones that had like a it was almost like a it was a rounded but flat screen and it had like a swivel on it, like um mm-hmm. and it it didn't really have there was nothing to it aside from the the, the screen itself. Um, yeah. it, did, it wasn't like one of these big jobs like that. But you know, speaking of Emerson, my I said my grandfather worked for. Um, uh, uh, Leechmere and Emerson was like one of their big products. Emerson was what they, you know, everything I got from there was an Emerson product. 
Yeah, I don't know where my father got it, but this thing goes back into the uh, 1950s. <laughs> uh, I also have an old football and a baseball electronic game that goes back probably about 65 years. Oh, wow. It's those, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they have the little men, they run on, uh, you have the same amount of men on each side. It's 12, 11 men on each side. Mm -hmm. And they run on like a plastic. You turn the machine on when you're ready, and it's electrical. It kind of like vibrates, vibrates and the guys and move the along. Guys run. You're never sure what direction they're going to go, but they run. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like I've the Patriots those of those two, days too. Yeah, I've got those two things. I've been trying to sell them, and I can't. Uh, I can't get any of the antique stores to want them. Well, I would it's recommend cool. bring bring those down to Kojo's Toy World in downtown New Bedford. If if they don't want to, I think I I called him and he said he wasn't interested. Well, I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if they don't know somebody for his store. <laughs> well, maybe somebody's listening here. Maybe somebody yeah. will reach out. I'll let you know if they do. Yeah, if there's any place that buys that stuff, I'd be willing to get rid of it. You know, I it's up there. It's just sitting there. Sure, we'll <laughs> they, we'll, we'll keep an ear out for workable. you. Maybe we can make it happen. Save it for radio swap meet. It's going to happen. I think. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. And let's see if we can squeeze in one more here before we got to take a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Tim, you brought back memories with that King's Castle land. I, I grew up in Brockton. We used to go over there right next door to Whitman. Sure, yeah. And they had a great toy store there, and they used to have these grab bag gifts, a brown paper bag, and it would just, like, be separated for the girls and the boys, and you would just grab it, and whatever was in there, you got a cap gun, army men, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I miss that place. I used to get my, my grab bags were always from Minahan's, the handy store in Randolph. I would oh, get a grab bag. You never knew what was going to be in there. It might be a paddle ball. It might be, you know, the, the little wooden paddle with the rubber ball on it. It might be a cap gun. might be just a bunch of candy. Yeah. Grab bags are a lost art. Yeah. Uh, remember the caps and the cap guns? You, yep. you would buy the roll and you take a rock and just get a much louder noise out of it by smashing them with a rock. I can, I can smell it now as you say it. Yep. Well, I just wanted to share that. I know you're pressed for time. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. And uh, I am going to write something up about King's Castle Land, but I could use some photos. If you have any photos laying around, uh, especially if you have them already digital or if you can take a photo of them with your phone, of an old photo, whatever it is, as long as they're one of your original photos, because then I know that I have permission to use it in an article. But I'm trying to get some photos together so I can show people that never went there what it was like, and I can kind of trigger some memories of people. The story that I wrote last week about Rocky Point just went viral. I mean, people were loving it and sharing their memories, which was the important thing for me. Not so much about the fact that, you know, people are, are reading it. I love that. But I love the fact that it's invoking these memories for people. It's evoking these feelings and making them remember just a good time. And I like to do that with some of my articles. Not everything has to be, you know, hard news or, you know, the most important thing of the day. It's some fun sometimes just to look back at things and to have a little bit of nostalgia. Nostalgia is my favorite feeling, so I love being able to share it with you. All right, got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. 1420 WBS.
Now, just to let you know, of course, we always let you know about all the great deals at SeizeTheDeal.com, where you can save money each and every day. But some of those deals I've been telling you about, they're almost gone. So if you want to get $25 to Mystic Cafe for just $12.50, you better jump on it now at SeizeTheDeal.com. If you want to get $25 to What's Cooking in New Bedford for just $12.50, jump on it now. If you want to get $25 to Wame in Fairhaven for just $12.50, jump on it now. If you want to get $20 to Duke's Bakery in Fall River, 100% gluten-free for just $10, you better jump on it now. SeizeTheDeal.com, that's where you can find those deals and so many more. Check it out each and every day. It's how we save you money. And speaking of food, I got a message from Mark who says, thank you for bringing different topics to talk radio. During WBSM's heyday, the big topics were UFOs and coins. I guess I missed my time period. Politics was a distant third. As far as food, that's in your DNA. You were the man at the Standard Times. Even though Dick White brought it to you to print, you brought it to another level. Thanks again. So thanks, Mark, for those kind words. And um, and I certainly enjoy talking about food because I know you all enjoy talking about it with me. And that's really the key to it all here. Uh, app chat message from Answered7 in a cushion that says, Tim, I know this isn't an oldie, but how about Ann and Hope? I hate to tell you, it's, it's an oldie now, Ann and Hope. They had the food court there, and they had some video games. I used to love going to Ann and Hope with my family. In fact, that would be the trip we would make. Usually like once a week or once every two weeks, we'd go to Old Country Buffet or Ponderosa before that when they had the buffet. Because uh, when you got five kids, it's an easy way to feed everybody. They don't have to make decisions. They can all choose something. And then we would go to Ann and Hope afterward. And a couple of fun Ann and Hope memories. Uh, when Smells Like Teen Spirit first came out, Nirvana's you know breakthrough song that, that changed the world, I found out about that song because they used to have at the Ann and Hope in, Dar- in North Dartmouth, they would have a printed out list of all the top songs for the week on Fun 107. And I would buy, I would not buy it, I would pick up that list. You could just grab it. It was free to take with you. And I would pick up that list and try to listen for some of those songs. And that's how I first heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's right. The song that broke grunge and made alternative the music genre of the 1990s and still my favorite of all time. I first heard that song on Fun 107. So, and now I work here. So, and then also uh, another favorite memory of Ann and Hope in Dartmouth, which, by the way, had a great toy section. But the Quantum Leap episode in which Sam Beckett leaps into Lee Harvey Oswald. As somebody who was obsessed with both Quantum Leap and the Kennedy assassination, I couldn't wait to watch that. Well, it just so happened my parents wanted to go out the night that that was on. And although I was taping it at home... I sat myself in front of the TV in the store when it started, and I watched the entire episode in the store. It was a two-hour episode, but I refused to leave until it was over. (laughs) So I got to watch. I think I watched almost the whole thing there. Um, but anyway, that's, those are two of my Ann and Hope memories. All right, I got to take one final break. We'll be back in just a few moments. That's going to 